0: If you're going to take the risk of running advertising online, shouldn't you get the benefits of learning from someone who's in the platforms every second of the day? Welcome to BidPixel.com's Marketing Ear Biscuits, the original podcast dedicated to digital advertising run by two Aussie guys who ride around in kangaroo pouches and drink fosters and 4X beer.
1: Jay Janis, welcome back to... Part two of what to do over Christmas with Facebook advertising. So what to do over Christmas. So this one is what to do after the Christmas rush, what to do after shipping deadlines are cut off for e-commerce stores and what to do in general as everything goes quiet when people are taking time off over the holidays. So, mate. Five things we're going to talk about today. I can't promise. It, again. I can't promise that it'll stay at five. It uh, always <laughs> tends to creep up as I take notes, um, mate. Number one: scaling back to protect profits after either shipping deadlines are out for e-commerce or everyone's on holidays. Yes or no?
0: Yes, kind of.
1: Cool. Do you want to explain that
0: to me? We'll we'll touch on the kind of, so scaling, scaling back, I think is probably one way to put it. Another one is looking at what your objectives are. are Do your objectives need to change? Um, yesterday we spoke predominantly about e-commerce, which is probably what this is episode is going to be predominantly about. Um, so last thing we want to do is, you know, spend a hundred thousand dollars a month in advertising in December get all the sales in and then the sixteenth or seventeenth of December hits. What's the cutoff date this year? The fifteenth is it?
1: Uh we'll say about fifteenth for our customers here in Australia, yeah.
0: So I think last year was the sixteenth. So whatever that date might be. And then continue advertising at the same spend for the same objective when people have already bought um all the shipping shipping dates are finished. Um So the last thing you want to do is just kind of keep spending all that money so that the profit that you've made in December gets chewed up in January from potentially a poorly organized campaign or a a campaign that's not suited for that period.
1: That's it. So I think that's the key one there. If the campaign is not suited for that period, once shipping is cut off, make sure you scale back that portion of your advertising because you cannot fulfill and you will get bad customer experience. Um, yeah. instances around that would be if you've got a bricks and mortar store let's change from a broad e-commerce shipping style campaign to a localized campaign and actually your call to actions and your driving point there is then that we are local and we can get products to you right up until the end of uh you know christmas eve if you do have a bricks and mortar store so definitely yeah. changing your messaging in that regard
0: yeah right and and you can even get as detailed as because I mean, the shipping times do change state to state if you're if you're in sydney you know, shipping times are different from, say, Perth um, or middle of Western Australia, for that matter, to what they are Sydney Metro. So, so you can adjust your targeting and adjust the the ads and the campaigns during those periods as well, and kind of eliminate them as they go over those, you know, two to three, you know, maybe four days.
1: Look, and we mentioned it in the last episode. Yes, you might want to squeeze that little bit of revenue out of shipping for one extra day or two extra days. But at the end of the day, we've got a really terrible postage system in Australia here. If you aren't delivering to your customers in time, you're going to get bad user experience, which is going to equate to bad reviews because frankly, consumers have instant gratification. They want to tell everyone about their experience these days and you want it to be good and not bad.
0: And I'm going to chuck in another little point there. So we might squeeze it to six or seven, who knows? But not everyone knows, particularly for e-commerce, is that Facebook tracks what your customer satisfaction score is. So tra- Facebook Facebook tracks and it, it's very much aware of when you send, you know, if you're not fulfilling, your, you know, fulfilling the purchases on time and you're not fulfilling postage and someone's leaving a bad customer review, Facebook knows that and there's actually a hidden feature in Facebook where you can check your customer satisfaction score. And, um, and it's, you know, a, a red light, amber light, green light situation where, you know, all scenarios. So you always want to be in the green, you know, it's out of five, you want to be in, you know, you want to have a green customer satisfaction score. If not, if you're amber and particularly red, your ad account gets penalized and you actually pay more for ads.
1: So let's just, just—that's got to be a whole other podcast episode, how to look and how to check. And we'll do some screen sharing of how to get in there and find what your customer satisfaction score is and what you can do if you've ballsed it up and gone into the red or the amber. So quickly back to our first point, scaling back to protect profits. What's the use case that we had a year and a half ago or nearly two years ago now without naming who the customer was?
0: Yeah, so we had a, um, a new client—they'd moved over from from you know their previous agency—and they had amazing wins in you know, October, November, December. You know they had record sales. Um, you know they scaled their ad spend up considerably from I think it was around about two thousand dollars a month to I think it was about eighteen thousand or twenty-four thousand dollars a month, depending on the, you know the month. But what happened is shipping finished boxing day occurred and they did a little bit of a boxing day sale but the ad spend never changed and the objective never changed as well which is probably the biggest thing and so in gen it wasn't until i think it was middle of february where you know the customer was you know kind of aware of i'm spending all this money my returns have gone from you know a four times return on ad spend to a zero point it was a zero point something i can't remember what the exact number was which equated to they just wasting ad spend and they chewed up a huge portion of the profits that they'd made from the previous three months in a really poorly set up and um, incorrect campaign for that time period.
1: Such an important thing to think about. So once everything dies down, once consumers stop spending, you need to make sure that you're protecting your profits and protecting your ad spend. This poor, mom and Dad business. They were, you know, a one and a half million dollar a year business. They lost all of their, pretty much all of their Christmas lead-up profits because the agency that they were working with didn't drop back their ad spend and wasn't sensitive to the fact that people weren't purchasing anymore. That's probably the number one takeaway from this whole session. If you don't listen to anything else, all right. So that was number one: scaling back profits to scaling back to protect profits. Number two: what about the clear opportunities that there are to be had? In the the rush or the lead up, I uh, don't even know what I'm saying. Let's start that again. What are the what are the clear opportunities to have after the Christmas rush?
0: Great. So there's definite opportunities. So um, as we mentioned with that, you know that case study with the previous client, you know, or, you know the client um, is they once Boxing Day hit and the Boxing Day sales were over the previous agency was just using an incorrect strategy and incorrect campaign objectives for the January-February time period. Um, there, there is a shift where, you know, for some e e-com store owners, or there can be a shift from going, you know, completely direct response marketing, you know, here's my product, buy it, leading up to Christmas, to January-February, saying, here's our business, here's our brand, and, and getting great brand awareness similar situation to what we're in right now in you know, in November getting brand awareness filling the top of funnel knowing that you know at the moment cyber Week's happening we've got a great opportunity to get sales january is a great opportunity where cpm's are low um advertise you know competitors um you know, advertising competitors are a lot you know there're a lot less of them so prices are lower so you can get in front of a lot a lot more people a lot cheaper and if you're doing that with um, different objectives, um, you're really setting yourself up in a in a good position for the rest of the year, you know, for the next season.
1: So fill back up the top of that funnel with people that aren't necessarily going to purchase now, but you can warm up and create an audience for people who are going to purchase once those credit cards stop melting. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to swap the next two. Luckily, I didn't say what they were before we started this. The next tip that we've got after christmas is thank your customers and give them an offer so spend a bit of your budget putting ads and putting messages out and this needs to be omni-channel. you can do it via email as well but thank your customers and go out of your way to let them know that you appreciated their business that's one of my number one hints after christmas is We spent all this time before Christmas filling our funnel and attracting new people to our business. Let's make sure we then go above and beyond and thank them for their purchase and thank them for their time with you and win them over to come back time and time again.
0: Yeah, one thing we notice is in e-commerce in Australia is um, people love buying from those smaller e-commerce agencies because of that, I guess it's that sense of personalization and that, you know, the personal touch, you're not buying from a large corporate. Um, and that little bit of, you know, that thank you. like This is who we are. Thank you so much for your business. You know, you're a value client. And if that's via, you know, a short video in January, February, that's amazing. Not only does it, is it cheap to do, but it's just great goodwill as well. Um, and a great opportunity to, you know, at the end of the day, hopefully they come back and they purchase again and they you know, those customers lifetime value increases
1: fancy you say that because number point number four is how do you get how do you get win backs so you've had all this rush of people purchasing in december how do we win them back and delight them to purchase again so that their lifetime customer value uh is substantiated
0: great so so that's obviously that's one way to do it put a, a thank you video know uh, yeah, about us video um uh you know Explain you know, who you are as a business, um, as a business owner. That's one way to do it. Another one is um, that once they purchase, they're in your, they're in the funnel. You can remarket back to them. You can create a VIP. Um, you know, if it's a um, a product that hasn't expired, day, you know, if it's a skincare product or a um, you know coffee pods then you can get back in front of them knowing that, okay, that product's probably got a four-week lifespan. It's time to get them back again. Um, You know, get back in front of them with a a very timely message and a timely marketing.
1: So one of the other big things there is the Christmas period, that massive before Christmas rush is largely gift-buying people. So how can you then change your message to be for the people who are buying the gifts and getting something for themselves rather than buying it for someone else? So you might have given... The gift buyer the most amazing customer experience and at the end of the day they still handed that off to someone else how do we then win them back to purchase for themselves because they love the experience with your store so much
0: yeah unboxing promos is a you know, another big one you know people love a good unboxing video um what a better time to do that than christmas when people are unboxing you know, and unwrapping around the christmas tree
1: awesome very good. All right. So the first one we talked about was scaling back profits to protect, scaling back ads to protect your profits. Uh, the next one was, what are the opportunities? So you've got cheaper CPMs and you've got a greater brand experience uh, potential after Christmas. The one that we discussed after that was thanking your customers. So be that person that reaches out and spends a little bit of time thanking the people who purchased off you. Uh, the fourth point was, Put some win-back offers in that. So thank them, but ask them to come back again. So the lifetime customer value goes through the roof with this and you create a better experience and lifelong customers. Jay, you mentioned the fact that uh, Australian e-com stores are a great thing and you win over customers who will purchase time and time again. The last point, number five, I promise we're going to wrap it up at five today, not like yesterday. I want to know your questions on maximizing profits when everyone else's credit cards are maxed out. So we want to know your questions through this period over Christmas, and we want to answer these questions for you. We know that you're concerned. We've just touched on four things that you can do after Christmas, but at the end of the day, generally everyone's credit cards are maxed. Homeowners are getting rates bills, water bills and electricity bills. What, Do you want to know what are some hard hitting questions and what are some ask us for some use cases or examples of what we've done to maximize profits when credit cards are maxed? And you could ask us. You could ask us some questions about how to change a strategy to top a funnel. You could ask us some questions about discounting holiday stock, uh, doing clearances, or more questions about winbacks or customer satisfaction. Um, Let's even think about this broader than e-commerce and advertising. How can we give you some hints and tips on maximizing your profits in other areas of your business through sales and marketing and advertising after the Christmas period? Mate, thank you very much, Jay. That was a good one. Love it. Thanks for bringing in their customer satisfaction score to that. We'll definitely be talking about that one day soon. Awesome. mate! Thank you very much. Thank you. So guys, as always, ask some questions below. We are running the tough questions promotion very shortly. Get your questions in either via asking a question in the comments on YouTube or asking a question on the comments on facebook if you're listening to this podcast episode you will be able to find this as a vlog also on youtube on or on facebook ask a question ask a question about anything marketing or advertising ask a question about anything on the wall of stuff behind us as this wall grows bigger and bigger And we'll answer those. We'll give you a shout out on one of the videos and we'll make sure that we answer not only your tough question, but give you the opportunity to listen to hopefully hundreds of other tough questions that people are asking and we're able to answer. Um, Jay, obviously, will be an integral part to that, but we're also going to bring other people in there as well. So we've got website developers, we've got conversion rate optimization guys. We've even got uh, scheduled to bring in some real estate agents. We're going to bring in some uh, finance guys, some legal questions regarding advertising and e-commerce stores so ask those tough questions and let's find an answer for you and for everyone else that's going to be asking those questions as well so once again jay thank you guys like subscribe and share this if you enjoyed it perfect mate thank you very much thanks guys
0: cheers